0: 64 a barrel. Gold down 11.20 the ounce to 12.82. That is a drop of eight-tenths of one percent. Well, as for the Comey testimony and how it's playing out in financial markets, Alessio DeLongas at Oppenheimer Fund says his concern is that it's shifting the administration's attention away from its legislative agenda. Equity markets have continued to go up, so it has been, um, for certain markets, definitely a market event, the lack of progress, and the way this may fit into that Context, um, we believe that it might really uh, postpone to 2018 any potential uh, progress on corporate tax reform. This is just a distraction, and potentially for the rest of 2017. And again, recapping, S and P lower by four points at 2429, down two tenths of one percent. I'm Charlie Pellet, and that's a Bloomberg Business Flash. Thank you very much, Charlie Pellet. You're listening to Bloomberg Markets on Bloomberg Radio. Can I talk a little bit about the financial sector? It's a headlight we, uh, something we gave you a heads up on, I should say, earlier in the week, and that is, um legislation, uh, the Financial Choice Act, uh, that uh, we are seeing uh, the House try to put through, and I think it's expected to put it through. But it uh, may have uh, run into some trouble when it gets to the Senate. Let's talk a little bit about what's going on in terms of financial regulatory reform. Uh, Rob Nichols is back with us. Uh, he is President, Chief Executive Officer at American Bankers Association, uh, joining us from uh, Washington, D.C. on the phone. Rob, nice to have you back with us here on Bloomberg. Uh, first, let me just ask you, because we're just coming off of Being so focused on uh, the hearings of James Comey today, the White House, President Trump, there's a lot of distractions, as you well know, right now for this administration. Um, What do you think that means, portends, for financial reform?
1: Well, Carol, thanks for having me. It's, it's really a great question. It's on the minds of everyone here and certainly your listeners. Yes, there have been a lot of things happening in Washington, D.C. This has been kind of an unorthodox start to any presidency, certainly. But I will say that there are people in Congress really focused, as well as people in the administration, really laser-focused uh, on trying to help the economy move forward and specifically addressing you know, some of the unintended consequences of legislation signed into law 7 years ago. So we're we're very supportive of some targeted adjustments, some rational hopefully bipartisan changes uh, to this rule. Even the Carol the authors of the bill even acknowledge parts of this really overshot. So mm-hmm. there is a there is a lot of uh, to your point, right, your correct point. Uh, there is a, a a lot of interesting uh, activity in Washington DC these days. However, there's also a recognition uh, and even a bipartisan one that for the economy to move forward at a greater clip and, and for us to have threes in front of those really important quarterly GDP numbers that you cover so closely instead of ones and twos, we need to get the financial rule set properly calibrated and tailored uh, to to fit – uh, our, our financial markets today. And, uh, you know, the changes that occurred seven years ago, uh, some were sensible and, and, and some require some revisiting. So I, I am actually optimistic that there will be a sustained focused focus on this issue. And as you pointed out, that, you know, the House is likely to act this afternoon, but that's only, you know, there are three players. There's also a Senate, of course, and then the, the administration action. Long way to go. <laughs> that's right.
0: Uh, that's interesting, right. We'll, interesting day for the House to be acting on this.
1: Yeah, it is Corey. yeah they're they're um you know this has been uh you know chairman Henserling, a uh, republican from texas who's been working on this bill for about 3 years now um has obviously been working in leadership on timing uh so the timing of the bill of course was established well before the, the you know the higher profile hearings of today uh were scheduled as everyone knows but we're excited that the process is moving forward the choice act has a number of elements in it that we support there's some parts that we actually think need further study and uh, and, and we're not super supportive of it, but there are a lot, very what, important parts of, in this.
0: What do you like, Rob, specifically? Give you, let
1: me give you, four, give you four things. One, it makes it easier for banks to extend a mortgage if they agree to retain that mortgage and not sell it. We think that's a good idea. That's a lesson learned from the crisis. Two, we think the idea of tailoring regulations to fit the risk profile or the business model of a bank, we think that makes sense, versus these kind of artificial asset thresholds. Three, requiring a cost-benefit analysis around new regulations I think is really important. And Carol and Corey, most importantly I think is just we're moving the process forward. You know, the House will move and then we'll be able to turn our attention and our focus on the Senate, which ironically had its very first hearing on financial regulatory reform today. So they're about what, six months behind the House The House uh, progress.
0: Rob, what does the Dodd-Frank Act prevent financials from doing and banks from doing at this point? Because most would say, well, maybe we needed to do something and step up things, certainly coming off of the financial crisis.
1: No, definitely a very important, the, 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 Industry-initiated responses, regulatory and legislative responses post-financial crisis are important, and so we are not seeking a full-scale rollback of Dodd-Frank. We're certainly not. I think the fact that um, in in the policy responses seven years ago there was a conversation about how to resolve financial large financial institutions in a non-chaotic way that's an important uh, dialogue. The fact that there was a lot of attention focused on coordinating the regulators that was an important dialogue. But there were parts that overshot. Particularly for our nation's community banks, you got you know about 5,300 banks in the U.S. under 10 billion in size, and they're really many of them struggling with some of the regulatory overreach that was not intended for them. So that will also help clean some of this up, which we're excited about, which I think is positive, narrow and targeted. I will say though, there are parts of the, the Choice Act that we do think uh, are, would require further study, and that we don't we don't support. And so, uh, so I can't might, those in-
0: might those include the- the financial information, to, uh, you know, the, some of the co- protection of the consumer, uh, financial board. Um, so for, financial Protection for, Bureau uh, gathers information from consumers and lets them file complaints publicly, or lets them and lets them sort of share information, and create a database of information of complaints from different uh, uh, actors in the financial marketplace. A
1: voice for yeah, consumers. Good, good, good question, Corey. So let me just say, of course, we are passionate supporters of consumer protection. Of course, a, a bank's really only asset it has is trust with its customers. So, so I'm, 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 I could go on for hours about how important consumer protections are in the banking sector. Because by the way, if your clients and customers don't trust you, they're going to go to another bank. So let's be very direct and clear about that. Um, We do think the the debate around the accountability over the CFPB, should it have, for example, a bipartisan uh, governing, governing board like the SEC and the CFTC, we think that's Frankly, a sensible conversation. That particular idea was not in the Choice Act. So another part of the Choice Act that, for us, is a little concerning is a is a that leverage ratio that is put into uh, that that the legislative body is advancing. We just don't like that precedent. Uh, we think capital ratios should be set by the regulators and not by the legislative elective body. We're concerned about that precedent. I also wish, in a utopia, that the Choice Act uh, contained. The provision to remove the price fixing Durban Amendment, which was part of Don Frank seven years ago. I think it missed the mark by, by not having that as part of it as well. So there are aspects of the Choice Act, Carol and Corey, that, you know, we're not fully supportive of it, but there's, I think, really good legislation in there. And again, importantly, the process is moving forward so that now we can turn to the Senate.
0: Rob, what about the Volcker Rule, which, you know, would, you know, which bans the largest firms from making speculative bets with their own money? Where are you on that?
1: great question. Um, First of all, just as a a fundamental observation on the Volcker rule, I am of the view that prop prop trading did not cause the financial crisis. I know that is a hot debate, uh, certainly among probably many of your listeners. But acknowledging uh, my fundamental position, um, there have been some uh, complexities surrounding implementation. Uh, Some of the smaller banks, Carol, have been caught up in Volcker, probably where they were not intended to. So there's going to be additional focus on on the Volcker rule going forward. Uh, Secretary Mnuchin, has made that point repeatedly. Uh, The Treasury, by the way, as you know, as early as probably next week, will be unveiling their set of regulatory reform proposals as well. We're excited about that, seeing what they have been working on. We've had an open dialogue with them and have submitted a lot of ideas, many of which you can find on our website, aba.com. And then, of course, we'll turn to the Senate. I think it's important to note, too, that uh, later, while well, later this afternoon the Choice Act is likely to pass, there are elements of that that probably don't have viability in the Senate. Chairman Henserling's aware of that, but his goal was to try to move a bill through the House as quickly as he yeah. could this year to keep that process moving forward, which we think is very important.
0: All right, certainly. Uh An ongoing issue, if you will. Rob Nichols, nice to get your thoughts on this. President and Chief Executive Officer at American Bankers Association, representing, of course, uh, the financial industry there, uh, joining us on the phone from Washington, D.C. You're listening to Bloomberg Markets, and this is Bloomberg Radio.